Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the amateur golfer. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we recap the Byron Nelson, review Jack's course at Cabo del Sol in Cabo San Lucas, discuss preparing for our first official team tournament, and of course, get jacked for the PGA Championship at Kiowa. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome back to the Sandy Parrish Podcast after a brief spring break hiatus there. We're back, baby. Got my co-host Ryan Munoz here with me. We're excited to talk some golf. Uh, much to, to recap. We've got a course review today. We're going to talk about an upcoming uh, upcoming NCGA tournament. And of course, the PGA Championship. Major week. Major week. Um, so I, I did not get much um, exposure to this last week's uh, PGA tournament, um, the Byron Nelson. Um, I did watch a little bit at the beginning, but um, you know I was trying to watch, but uh, you know it was it wasn't on TV. I was trying to watch it in the morning, trying to see what the leaders were doing, but it wasn't really on on television. Yeah, this is golf does this. Um... I, th- I don't think we're the first to kind of shine the light on this, but they, they do this and it's amazing that they still do. It's incredible that they're tape delayed. I mean, this was our text. Yeah. I said, who, who the fuck runs a tape delay still in the age of Twitter and online sports? And I can see what's going on in my app. Right. You know, it's hard enough to get people to tune in to watch golf on TV. Yeah. They typically you're going to be a golf fan, you know, a golf guy or a golf gal. Um, but you're not catching fringe fans, so you don't need to tape delay it. We'll get mm-hmm. up early and watch it. Right. Um, and I didn't watch shit on Sunday because I knew what happened. I checked my phone. I saw what I saw. My I needed Ryan Palmer. That was the only one of my crappy bets on Sunday that that was had a chance that he didn't want to even be there. He he barely <laughs> uh, posted a score. Yeah, uh, I was watching his round on. So I I have I have the. Uh, uh, NBC Sports Gold, and that's or, the the mega honey dick. What they did, what they yeah, did to you. Yeah, so like I'm wa- I'm watching their feature groups, and they're showing you know Jordan Spieth, who I was trying to watch his final round, hoping that he might pull it off. And um, you know he's already he's already completed seven holes, and then when the broadcast comes on after an hour break, where you can't find any coverage anywhere, uh, you know they're saying, oh, he's just now teeing off. I already know what he is after seven holes, so I have to pretend that everything is new and not check my phone. Not check what the scores are. I, I yeah, just... yeah, yeah. It it was. Um, I mean, we knew they were going to move the tee times up from Saturday. Watching, um, you know, uh, it, whatever. It wasn't that great of a finish, right? Cagely kind of ran away with it. Right. Um, it was fun watching those guys score. Like you they said. tore that course up. Yeah. It, um, so I mean, you know, you missed the cut. I think the cut line was six under, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, it wasn't. Like I said, I had a handful of bets out there. Um, I, I had really nothing fun to watch on on Sunday, as far as or as far as that goes. Um, but hey, whatever. I will say this uh, to two weeks ago, recapping, c- touching on uh, what is that Wells Fargo? Yeah. Uh, it's fun when you got top tens going on and betting, but man, it was exhilarating watching television, watching the golf round. I watched all 18 holes of Rory, uh, yeah. pulling for him. I had, I had him to win the tournament. So that was cashing in on my first tournament winner as a golf better. Damn. Um, but it was fun as hell. He was in it, uh, and he kind of started to run away with it. And then on 18, I don't know, you were, you were in Mexico, so right. I don't know if you saw how it all went I, down I on 18. I didn't see the finish. Uh, he hooks the first shot of the day into 
like barely out of, almost out of play, um, almost went in the crack. It didn't go in the crack on 18. They elect to take a drop because it was just the ball was buried. So he was either, he was going to try to like you know hit a wedge just onto the fairway. They right. took a drop and dropped uh, dropped it out further OB right mm-hmm. to where he could have a shot and he hit a great third shot in two putted to win it. But um, man, I was pacing around. I've never been that excited and <laughs> ra- amped up during a golf tournament. Unfortunately, uh, Byron Nelson didn't create that uh, suspense, but. Like you said, it was fun to watch those guys tear it up. Uh, I, I mean, they they just destroyed that course. It's kind of a you know semi weaker field, obviously with this the PGA coming up this week. Right. Um, but I think it actually there's a lot of guys which I'll touch on when we get to the PGA that played pretty well last week, and I think the conditions will be kind of similar. It was pretty windy out there at times. It just that course just got soft because of the uh, the rain that came through. Yep. Yeah, those guys are definitely going low out there. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm kind of disappointed I missed the end of that tournament because seeing that when Rory uh, won it, you know, he was a guy that you had earlier this year is having a big year. We all watched him struggle, uh, you know, mightily at, at the first half of this season that we'll call it, and to see him kind of turn it around. I was listening to him today talk about like you know what what kind of his thought process was like you know was he ever. Did he ever think about that he, you know, wasn't going to get it done again? And he kind of paused when he was asked that. And he goes, no, it wasn't that. It was just getting away from the quick fixes. Yeah. You know, like the patchwork and getting back to like, okay, this is my, you know, this is a long-term thing. And he he turns turns it right around and goes out and wins. Yeah. I mean, I'm still, I'm concerned for him this week because I think he's trying to, he was playing the fade out there. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think he's best just... Right, drawing, drawing the ball, yeah. and so I I don't like to see players kind of go away from what they do naturally, right? Like right. so, but I don't know. I, I mean, it worked. He won a tournament. I I don't think he'll fare as well, even though I said on here I think he wins the PGA. This, yeah. this kind of took a little bit of thunder from him, but yeah. you know, hey, whatever. Um, I mean, peaking at the right time. You'd rather him have just won than not have won. Yeah, all, than missing right? the yeah. cut, right? Yeah, so for sure, a hundred percent. Um, we'll see. Speaking of, you know, when you were in Cabo, uh, you got some good resort golf in there, huh? Yeah, uh, played a, a Jack Nicholas course out there called Cabo del Sol, and um, it's right in between um, San Jose del Cabo and uh, uh, Cabo San Lucas. He's got like five or six courses out there. Yep. I thought that, uh, you know, one, I, so I had to look up who designed it after I played it. I had no idea when I played it that it was a jack course, but I, it reminded me so much of a jack course that as I was playing it, I even asked, you know, Chris Kelso, I was like, dude, uh, do you know this is a jack course, you know, or like a Johnny Miller maybe yeah, or something like yeah. that? It just like had his, like, it just, it just seemed Little touches, like yep. Um, I thought that one of the interesting things that I read was that Jack Nicholas said it's the best golf property I've ever seen. Um, considering all the courses that he's designed, that he's played. And I, I think when he says property, it's like undeveloped. Yeah. Because, I mean, the, the, the courses in America that he's played on, and he's, he's even said that if he had one round to play, it'd be Pebble Beach. So I think that's kind of what he meant. Um, basically a blank canvas for him. But um, as we usually do, we, we review the facilities, course conditions, and then the course design and difficulty. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to jump right into facilities because, uh, first of all, amazing clubhouse there. This it's going to be private in two weeks too. So like, nice. So that's good living you got on there. Yeah. got on there, you know, um, right before it turns private. 
Um, amazing clubhouse. Uh, the practice facilities are top notch. They got, I mean, you, you know, I'll give just just those alone. I give them, you know, eight out of ten. Uh, but the, uh, you know, they have a great uh, a few practice screens. They have a great driving range where they're blasting classic rock mm-hmm. out there. You know, you got guys cleaning your clubs while you're practicing. Um, the driving range is nice. They had a VW bus parked in the middle of it, and people were just peppering nice, it all just day. Just tagging the bus. Uh, Reggie Bush was out there. Shout um, out Reggie. Shout out Reggie Bush, Heisman Trophy winner. We, um, we know you're listening. We know that you listen. Um, you know, if we would have caught, we played right behind him the entire day, and if we would have caught up to him, I would have definitely brought up how he uh, broke our hearts um, back in 2005, Fresno, 2006. Yep. Uh, Fresno State game down there in the Coliseum. Should have had that game. But, yeah, um, you know, uh, nice bar and restaurant, but the highlight of it all had to have been with these, uh, what they call these comfort stations that they had um, throughout the course. They oh, had, yeah. They had, they had three of those and uh, a, a taco stand at the turn. Love it. And so um, the, the comfort stations are basically these little uh, stands that are air-conditioned. They have bathrooms. They have all, like, the, the refreshments you can want. Uh, alcoholic, non-alcoholic. They have a like a, a little mini bar. Oh, yep. They have cold snacks, uh, to-go snacks. They have hot food. Um, and I, when I first went in there, I was like, "How much do I owe?" And they're like, "Oh, you, you don't, you don't know anything. You're playing resort golf, baby, dude." And so, I mean, I feel like I was robbing the place. So I grabbed a few extra beers, had a shot. Yep. Had a little breakfast burrito. As you must. Um. Yeah. It was. It was fantastic. Um. And then the uh the the taco shack they had on at the turn was two again VW buses must be the theme or whatever mm-hmm. free tacos they had all whatever you wanted as many as you wanted um, it was it was incredible um, but yeah so facilities I mean that's really top of the line yep. right there and what you would expect exactly um, next would be the the course conditions and um, I mean we didn't see anybody other than Reggie. The entire time that we played, so nobody behind us. Other than and we only caught up to him on a couple part threes. Uh, the tee boxes were well defined and like in the desert, mm-hmm. so they're they like like pods that they look like. Yep. Um, and the greens they would hold good shots, but like you know if you if you came in with a lower trajectory, you know it wouldn't it wouldn't quite roll hold. right off. Yep. Um, the greens were super super uh, uh, easy to read. Uh, they rolled true. I feel like they were. I'll get into, you know, overall who I think would enjoy this the most, but I think that all skill levels at that point yeah. would, would would fare well on those greens. Um, the fairways, immaculate. I mean, there was no divots anywhere. Uh, I thought that was really cool. They were, they were wide. They had some undulations, but if you hit the ball where you're supposed to, nice and flat. Yep. Um, you know, like I, like I said, hardly a divot to be found. Um, hazards, the bunkers. I mean, the, the actual bunkers there were like sugar. Mm-hmm. It was nice and soft, light, easy to hit out of. Yep. Um, and then they had like these waste areas that, you know, are the desert that kind of line all the uh, all the fairways yeah. and everything like that. So those were much more difficult to yes. hit out of. Um, you know, hard to keep your footing and you're hitting like a little bit, or kind of like rocky and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that kind of inconsistent ground could be some pebbles, right? It's like weird, like dirt, concrete shit out there. Exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, but they were still raked to perfection. Like, I mean, we're talking like hundreds of yards yep. perfectly raked. So, um, again, that was just absolutely top notch. Um, 
And then lastly, course design uh, and difficulty. Again, it's a it's a Nicholas course. I feel like um, it was uh, they had they had three back to back to back holes that went along the water, two par threes and mm -hmm. a par four, I believe, and um, beautiful views. I mean, I, I got a bunch of pictures that I'll post on on our Instagram later on, uh, but absolutely like. I mean, picturesque. You yep. can see these beautiful mountains behind it. These these huge uh, uh, hotels and resorts that follow uh, the course just up north. Um, and I think that you know, it had it had many elevated greens. I think that it was the antithesis of like link style golf. Yeah. Because I mean, you're definitely uh, you know not having to do any type of target golf. It wasn't a type that you would run up. You run any balls up to you're 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 going right at the greens. You know you're playing uh, you're playing aggressive the entire time. Um, a lot of blind landing areas. Mm -hmm. So a lot of greens that you're hitting into, like I said, they're elevated uphill, and so you're not you don't know you don't know where where, you, where, where the shape is, any contour exactly. Um, and then I think lastly the champions tees there. They're way the hell back there. So I think that all skill levels could have a good time when playing this course, but you can you can completely tell that it's for geared like, towards you know getting some people on the resort that are just out there. Yeah, so people out there spend some money. Um, you know, not, they're not they're not going to host any PGA tournaments out there, um, but it's still it's challenging in its own right. So um, yeah, that well, sounds. Like par four course on yes. a uh, Jack Nicholas, um, on Jack uh, Cabo course. I yeah. played uh, Kevira, which is exactly like you know, it's it's in Cabo. It's Jack. It's the same thing. Um, dope. It's a little more targety golf because it's kind of okay. along a cliffside, so okay. you got a little bit more elevation. But yeah, the hospitality spots made a, a huge lasting impression on me. Yeah, uh, never... and then. Yeah, it's in great shape, and I've also played a, a jack course in. Uh, God damn it, where the hell we go? Puerto Vallarta, and it's okay. same. That's more like jungly, but uh, as far as just again, kind of the facilities and mm -hmm. the course conditions were incredible. So. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, overall, I had a, a great time out there. Um, it was nice and warm. Ball was flying. Uh, you know, we're, and we weren't out there playing for score. Really, we we're just going out there trying to crush drives and and pin seek the entire time. Um, you know, playing with rental clubs and all that type of stuff. Just really, mm -hmm. really good time out there. What so, kind of rental clubs did you have? Uh, M M sixes, everything. Okay, all the way through. Nice. So, yeah, not too bad. I had like this weird tailor made putter that was like super heavy, but it worked. It would mean uh, the greens were super easy, like I said, to read and to putt. So cool, very cool. So because of all that, I mean, obviously the one the one knock I would give it is like it's not that like too original of a design mm -hmm. like the the holes like some of them are beautiful but none of them like had like a lasting impression in my mind so that's the only knock i'm going to give that course so overall it's still one of my highest scores yet and it's going to be 4.5 mckinsey oh very nice that's I mean, a, a testament to the facilities and conditions that's right so if you got if you got comfort stations on your on your course and you're letting the public play it i'm going to go ahead and, and give you almost a full mckinsey alone for that i agree so, i agree um, all right, that, that does it for, for that. Um, and that kind of brings us to, uh, another great golf course that we're going to be playing us to and subsequently reviewing and, sub <laughs> and subsequently reviewing, um, uh, this Sunday, 
We're playing in the in a it's a, it's a WNT NCGA tournament two man scramble um, at Silverado North Course where they have the the Safeway Open and I don't I don't know if they play it on the north or the south the, the Safeway Open I can't recall I'm not sure but I don't, I don't I don't let's be real no one watches the Safeway nobody Open nobody does so. <laughs> I mean Stuart Singh is out there winning it so no no disrespect uh, but yeah so I, I'm super excited for that I was this I mean it's a Robert Trent Jones redesign in 1966 the course looks sick from looks like what awesome. I looked at it online and I, I I have watched some of the Safeway Open yeah and so yeah it, it it definitely the lasting thing I get from the Safeway Open I think was this last year with all the smoke and fucking fires that we're dealing with and they were yeah. playing out there in it but um i mean we'll see we'll have a lot more impressions on silverado north uh yeah the next time we sit down here yeah it's a, it's our first official tournament as a team so that's going to be fun um i was uh actually read i was reading a book uh earlier today that was talking about kind of like tournament mentality and how you go out there um and uh, uh kind of prepare for a competitive golf um, and all that type of stuff. And I was just interested, like, you know, what kind of mindset that you were going for, um, when, uh, when we go out there and play. Okay. So my mindset for actual playing is I'm just going to kind of trust what I have and really not make any, any real in round adjustments. Like I would do sometime if we're kind of messing around. Mm -hmm. Um, but for me, I mean, you know, I'm, my handicaps, I forget what it is on there, 14 something right now. So uh, I, while I do have a little bit of confidence and I feel like I'm striking the ball a lot better, uh, for me, my I'm just going to try to play shot to shot, which sounds very cliche, but just nope. um, keep myself focused and I'm going to try to do my best to keep you focused as well at, on just playing the shot that we have at hand. It's a yeah. course we don't know. So I think that almost probably... I think that suits us better for that um, for real. because, you know, if it's, if it's like going out to a course, you know, you know you're, you're all, all of a sudden getting ahead of yourself and thinking, oh, man, I got to put a good shot on here because I always blow up on the par three that follows this. And right. So we don't know any better. So, yeah, that's my, my mindset mentally is just to stick with what I got going on there and, and, and focus again, stay, stay in my shots, which is what uh, my pops always tells me when I'm on the course anyways, stay in the shot. Um, that's exactly what I was thinking. Uh, I just read this book called Golf is Not a Game of Perfect by Bob Cullen and Dr. Bob Rotella, Bob and Bob. Um, and he talks about what, exactly what you just said. And there's two type of, types of mentalities. Um, there's the training mentality where you're, where you're critical over your, over your swing and over your mechanics of the swing. That's usually for practice. Mm -hmm. He also talks about the trusting mentality, and that's what you bring to the golf course. When you're out playing golf, and I'm so guilty of breaking this rule of thinking swing, uh, 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 golf swing instead of you know playing golf. Yeah, and uh, golf shot, golf shot, and so that's exactly what he talks about is going in with the trusting mentality, um, and that's what I'm gonna be doing since I haven't had uh, time to do much practice. Um, and that's another thing that kind of I, I fail when I am just practicing my golf game. I, I go in there and I get super like, like robotic and mechanical and I do like 80% of my golf swings that I practice are mechanical and in the mm -hmm. training mentality and it needs to be flip flopped. It needs to be 
Um, 80% needs to be your trusting mentality. And then 20% is working on where you're supposed to be throughout the golf swing, because you can't do that when you're out there playing. Yeah. Yeah. I think anyone that's, uh, taking lessons probably goes through that as a, yeah. as an amateur. I, I definitely struggle with the same thing. So, um, that's cool hearing that mindset. Yeah. Uh, yep. And then, uh, the, the two things I heard to, to, uh, to manage your stress levels when playing golf and it's it's either in a, a, ra a random casual round with your friends or a competitive round is the first thing you do is have fun. And the second thing that you do, I think is, we got that covered. Yes, we got that <laughs> one covered. So if, if that's all we had to do to win the tournament, we'd, we'd be up in the leaderboard. Um, and then the second thing is just to have no other expectations yeah. because once you start having expectations, like you were saying, you know, if you've played the course before, you're like, oh, I have to do this here. Um, and he also talks a lot about staying within the shot because if the, the first thing that you, uh, the, like the last part of your golf shot routine, he goes through this long, like, it's not really a long list. It's like a list of like four or five things in your golf routine. Um, he says the final part of your routine of your shot is acceptance of the shot. Mm -hmm. So you nice. shank it, if you duff it, if you put it in the water, so it's be acceptance. It. And so you kind of get through that by expecting the worst, but uh, hoping for the best. But you know, if it, if it is the worst and the worst does happen, you're ready for it. Nice. Um, but yeah, just looking at the course, I just saw trees everywhere. I just, Which isn't even, I mean, we're not, that's nothing crazy to us as far right. as city golf and playing out and I, I what i've been told is like slants on it right yeah you know so that's that's where trees i'm fine with um starting to get kind of where those those, those shots where the ball is above your feet beneath your feet yeah and, um gets gets tricky but uh shit actually the last time i played i had a couple like ball beneath my feet lies side hill lies at seascape and i, I hit some really good shots nice so, um, like I said, my, my, my striking, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised with at the moment. Um, I'm a little concerned with my putting, but I'm just going to roll with what I got when, and especially that morning, like we just discussed. Yep. Um, and then, yeah, man, I think all, I think all together, it's going to be fun. I was kind of looking at some of the groups that, you know, that we got handicaps from everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just a bunch of dudes like us going out on a Sunday, looking to have a good time. Yeah. I wish mine, I wish mine was a little bit higher at this point because it definitely should be. Um, I looked at the, the distances on the yardage book and it doesn't look particularly long, uh, 6,800 yards from the blues. Okay. I don't know if they're going to have him further back for the, this tournament. I highly doubt it. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of comforting seeing that it's not particularly long, but like you said, it's probably super slanted, um, trees everywhere. I'm looking at the par fives and, and, and all that. And they they, they really crook them, you know, it's not mm -hmm. really straight, straight ahead par five. So they protect them that way. But the main thing that I was looking at was the par threes. They look really tough. And so I was thinking any any score overall close to par on the par threes, if we can manage it in the scramble format, yep. I think that would Good. Uh, keep us from you know really blowing up out there and, and playing like shit. So, All right. Good uh, to know. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Um, obviously, the that tournament is, is nothing compared to you know what we got coming up here at Kiowa Island at the PGA Championship. Um, I can't wait to, to watch this tournament, just mainly because of how long it is. And I, I was reviewing the course today and watching oh, man, these the guys out there. And I have in my notes here, um, it was bogs, marshes, and waters abound. 
Uh, oh, and lagoons abound. I mean, it's just water, marsh, anything and offline. With the wind that, like, you know, I caught a little bit today of, like, Brooks out on the range, and I forget who else, but, dude, those flags were blowing. Yeah. So I don't think, uh, you know, the last time this held a PGA championship, Rory absolutely trounced everyone, um, but... That was before the PGA Championship moved to May as well. So this was, you're talking late summer. Um, mm -hmm. I think, that, you know, the course was playing a lot different. I don't think there was too much wind there. Um, I think we'll see a little bit more teeth from the Pete Dye track this weekend. I mean, another Pete Dye course. Um, and I was listening to these guys talk about it. And the guys who, I mean... First, do you think like bombers have a chance here? Because you, you see you see that is the long is the longest major in history. Do you think that a bomber has a, a bigger advantage over an, a more accurate person off the tee? Um No, not in particular, because I don't think the I I, I think uh being I'm it's tough. Because you definitely need to play from the fair. You need to still be hitting, you know, not out of fescue and, and, mm -hmm. and out of lagoons and yeah. all this other shit, right? If you want to score. Because the greens are hilly and it's going to be tough, especially with how the wind is, right? So mm -hmm. putting's going to be a grind. Um, so... I don't know. It, 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 I do and I don't, right? Like, I mean, I don't have – I've got a couple guys with some distance on my, my, my picks, but I don't have like a – you know, I'm, I don't think Bryson's going to just overpower this course. Right. Um, I think it, it – it, it, I think a lot of what's going to happen is just kind of the luck of the draw, which is a lot of golf. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, the waves you go out, um, what you catch on, you know, whether you're that late Thursday afternoon group, early Friday morning group, or if it was the, you know, you wanted to be in the early Thursday morning, late Friday group. Yeah. Um, so I, I looked at stuff like when I was kind of handicapping this and looking at, um, you know, I, I looked at just in general strokes gained. I, I always look at strokes gained, but T to green seemed to be kind of the biggest indicator. Mm -hmm. Obviously, strokes <laughs> gained putting. But looking at kind of like stuff I, I went into play, I don't think you need to have a crazy approach game here. I think you can see, I think we'll see a lot of guys putting off the greens, mm -hmm. right? Uh, the, whatever, what's the, what, what's the grass called again? Um, we just, we've, we went over it. Uh, what's it called? Pespalum. Gotcha. And they just changed, I, I, I heard that that's a, a, a totally new grass type from the last time they played it there, that Rory won. Um. Yeah. So I. I, totally I think it was the same. I think I'm, I'm okay. seeing it was changed before that. Gotcha. But um. Yeah. I don't think you know you necessarily have to be like a short game wizard to excel here. Uh, mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, kids might have a rough time. Um. Just given the yardage. The but, yardage. Uh. I think you know it's, these guys hit the ball. So many of them hit the ball so far. So right. it, it, it. I don't. I don't see our guys like Bryson having a crazy, crazy advantage out here. And DJ. You know, I, I don't. He's just having issues with his driver as is. So I don't. I don't see. What yeah. do you, how do you feel about the bombers' chance? Um, you know, I, I think this is going to be a course that uh, a uh, an experienced golfer goes out and does well in. So I'm not going to be taking too many of the young guys. Um, I think that you you have to have some distance off the tee. You can't be a guy like that super that's super short off the tee and have a chance. Mm -hmm. So I know it's going to sound cliche, but somebody with a more all around game. But like you said, I don't think that you'd have to have the uh, um, you know be super precise on your approach shots. 
I do think that off the tee is going to make a huge difference um, in terms of accuracy, how accurate you can be with length. Um, I was looking at guys like, you know, like Rory and, and Bryson and DJ when I was placing my bets. And it was just like, you know what? Like, I don't think they're going to have an advantage um, just because they can bomb it out there. Because, you know, one shot, two shots around that they, if you miss, it's yeah. a big, big penalty. Uh, so, yep. um, and, and the reason why I think that experienced golfers, um, you know, more of the experienced guys are going to do well here is because, uh, you have to trust your line because a lot of the shots, you know, it's a Pete Dye course. He intentionally tries to Go make on. you avoid elevated greens, yep, hit a lot of hills. Shots. Yeah. Yep. He tries to make you go away from certain things, thinking that that's actually in play when it may not be, or it tries to make you go away from a hazard where it could actually be even more trouble. And so these guys are really going to have to trust their lines um, that they that they uh, that they're that they're hitting going into these greens and their layup shots. Um, the the main thing I'm looking forward to though in terms of the entire course is uh, the is number 17. I think I watched uh, the press conferences all day today, and or at least listened to them because I can't watch them. Uh, but they. They all talked about hole 17. Yep. 230-yard par 3 over water into the wind. That's where uh, homeboy shanked it in the Ryder Cup. I watched them talk about that last night on, okay. on, on the PGA. Luckily, uh, they didn't lose the Ryder Cup. I think Bernhard Langer missed a putt or something along the lines after that. But uh, Mark Kavakli, Kav- I can't say his name. Kavaklia? Kavaklia? Yeah. <laughs> Shank. Yeah, dude, so these... Going off that, you said the distance of that. Listen to this. I found this little breakdown of the holes here, right? So the shortest par three on this course is 198. Real nice. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> the longest is 238. The average is 217. Shortest par four, 390. Longest, 514. Average, 467. Yep. And then shortest par five, 547. Longest, 569. Uh and then this thing's wrong on the average there. I think it means 558 for the average, uh, not 78. But, yeah, it's, it's imagine playing a course where the shortest par three, three was 197 yards. I'd be so mad. <laughs> Insane, dude. I mean, if you're, not a, if you're not a PGA professional out there, you have no, ch- no chance on this course. I mean, I, I've, I've been reading, um, like just reviews of it, um, in general for people who it's like a bucket list course for like a true test of golf. And I mean, no offense, like it's a beautiful course. It has the most, um, seaside courses, uh, seaside holes in all of the Northern hemisphere, which I thought was pretty interesting. It's got lots of broken up fairways, but I don't think it would be any fun for me. I think I would just get eaten alive. That the wind blows from east and west out there. Swirling wind. That's where I think like Bryson's gonna struggle a little bit too, because he's so planned and thought out and stuff, mm-hmm. right? You can't plan for gale force winds and you know the swirling wind. Yeah, it's this is gonna be a fun one. Um, like I said, I don't think we'll see someone run away with it like Rory did the last time. I think we'll see a much different course. Um I'm very curious to see how it all plays out. What? Uh, oh, that's what I was going to say. The, shout out. The, 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 I mean, this is nothing new, but I, I'm always curious in the PGA Championship to watch how the PGA Pro guys that qualified, um, you know, your everyday pros that play in that pro, the PGA Pro tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, I always like to see a couple of them make it to the weekend and, you know, how they end up finishing. That's got to be really cool as a, a, a pro, as, you know, just a teacher and kind of 
dedicated to the game and you, you end up qualifying and get to go play the fucking PGA Championship. Totally agree. It's like the only tournament that doesn't have an amateur in it, right? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, that's going to be something really fun to be watching over the weekend. I um, who, Like, who do you got in terms of what – what guys you gonna be watching? May not you may not be betting on them. Uh, like, I know. think I'm. Um, I mean, these maybe I'll post tomorrow. But I'm. A I'm making a lot of bets. Um, I did kind of last week. <laughs> I didn't also, but I got a little bit of bankroll from Rory cashing in the Rory winner. Um, and so <laughs> and I like some of these bets. I mean, that's what scares me the most. Is as I was filling these out, writing these down today, uh, especially my top tens. I'm like, God. I like these too much. It seems too easy. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, so what? Who knows? I may be. I may be barking up the wrong tree or flirting with the old timeless gambling slogan of uh, "pigs get fed and hogs get slaughtered." Here, but <laughs> my top. Uh, I'll start with my top twenty picks. Oh, okay. Ooh. Okay. Hey, hey. This is a new uh, one. So I'm going to take Pulse at plus 700 on a top 20. Um, Poulter finished, I believe, in the top five here when Rory dominated. Um, so I'm going to go back to my... Uh, well, I'm a, I am a Poulter guy now. So I'm going right. to go with Pulse. Um, then someone that let me down last Sunday... But I do feel has a good game for this and generally is a good win player mm. is Ryan Palmer uh, at plus 500 to get into the top 20. He'll want to be out there this time? Yeah. yeah. He, well, <laughs> no, he's, he knows that he won't be what people are forced to watch instead of the, the uh, marquee groups. So a yeah. couple guys, good payouts, right? Let's see what happens. Um, then my top 10s. I got like three mid-range picks and then one kind of longer shot. So I like Patrick Reed at plus 400. Mm -hmm. He's just kind of always in the top 10 in a major. He's got the kind of game um, that we talked about. He's long enough off the tee. And then um, precise with his irons. And he can, he can roll the rock. Yes, dude. he can. Yes, he can. So um, I like Patrick Reed. I like Cam Smith at plus 400. Mm. Um, I like a guy that we kind of gave some flack to, but he's been playing really well in great form. We, Sam Burns. We took it back. Yep. We took it back. Um, I, I mean, he's really confident. He, he's, he's looking playing good, well. Man. So uh, top 10 at plus 450. Let's go. Yeah. Um, my only fear is maybe he's a little tired. Yeah. Um, from from this kind of post-Masters run in between here. He's kind of gone hard and played every tournament. Uh, yeah. But he's a youngster. So and he's peaking he should, at the right yeah, time. Yeah, so, so he again. should have energy. Um, and then another guy that was up in the mix of things here in 2012, and that was, I believe he was runner up to Burns at the Valspar, right? Another windy, windy yes. tournament is Keegan at plus 650. Keegan Bradley, um, plus 650. Again, another dude that's putting really well. Um, he doesn't have to, he can, he, he, he's kind of one of those fringe guys. I think we'll see putting it from around the green and not chipping, but, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so those are my top 10s, top 20s. I'll let you shout out a couple, and then I got uh, three winners that I'm going to toss a little cash on, too. Excellent. Um, just going off of like uh, of storylines that I was thinking this week of, of guys that I'm looking into uh, and I'm going to actually do some betting on, um, I absolutely love Spieth this week. Yeah. I think, I think this could be something that uh, I believe could be the tournament that like the return to glory the form. only player in here who is eligible with the victory for the career grand grand slam right this, right so yeah I think that's you know a great pick um, 
and just because I want to see it happen so bad, I think it would be great. Um, I, I think he's long enough, long enough off the tee. I, you know, but it, it, that's a gamble because he's, he's the type of guy a, who could spray he can lose it off the tee, and he yep. doesn't want to be. He can't rely on hitting that ridiculous three wood out of the rough like he did last week. Exactly. All the time. Exactly. So him is a guy I'm watching. I'll give you my odds on him here in a minute. And then another guy that I was eyeing was Xander Shoffley, Masters Redemption. Yep, I thought about him too. Came up short. Um, so I have. I have two things that I'm betting this week. Uh, actually, three. I have a golf pool that where we do, you know, uh, world golf rankings one through ten. Two golfers from one through ten, eleven through twenty nine, and then two from thirty plus in the world golf rankings. I got some top tens and I got a winner. So my pool, one through ten, I'm going JT and I'm going Xander. I feel like I always pick JT, but I just know that he's, mm -hmm. you know, he's he's got the best all around game. I've said that so many times already. 11 through 29, these two are, are either going to uh, win it for me or lose it for me. I'm going Finau and Spieth. Uh, and then 30-plus, I'm going with Will Zalatoris and Corey Connors. Ooh, I like Corey Connors. But Will Willie Z might be someone I'm gonna I may fade in a couple matchups. I don't uh, I don't blame you, and that goes against what I said earlier about experienced golfers. But I yeah, mean, there he is. At, he's a thirty plus. Yeah, I mean why he's, not? Right, he's, just he's fun to root cut. for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he just got to make the cut for me. So um, that's my squad in the pool. And then I have three top ten bets. I'm gonna go ahead and get one out of the way that you already talked about. Uh, Burns plus four fifty. Um, I also went Corey Connors mm -hmm. plus 400 and, uh, I told you why about this, or you know why I picked this one just because I have a feeling, I feel like it's fate. I picked, uh, Higgs at plus 2,800. Nice. As my, nice. Let's go. I'd love my, to see him up in there and yep. get, see you hit that. Um, all right. So winner, I only have one. Looks like you have three here. Let's hear yours. All right. Uh, your guy who I've now become a big believer in. This dude, all he's doing is stacking cheddar this season. Uh, Mr. Top 10, Vicky Hovland. Number three in the, in the uh, FedEx Cup. It's only a matter of time before he wins a big tournament. I I, I mean, he his game suited for the wind. He he could putt green side. He doesn't where, you know, to me, I always worry about when he's hitting some, approach, some chip shots green mm -hmm. side because he's just... I, that that's where I feel like his game's lacking, so he can kind of avoid that. Um, Look, I crossed him off my eleven to twenty nine just because I was afraid that he might be yeah. errant off the tee. But I like that pick a lot. Yeah, um, and then that's plus twenty two hundred. Um, I'm not gonna. Rory's just terrible odds. Plus twelve hundred. Him winning two weeks yeah. ago kind of killed it. I would love to see Rory win it. I've said he was going to. So um, yeah, I would love to, but. Again, for betting purposes, I'm not going to. Um, so I'm going Daniel Berger, a guy that finished well last week, won at Pebble Beach in the wind, ocean course, right? Mm. Kind of similar layout, not layout, but similar conditions you can get. Right. Uh, dude that hits it well off the tee, but also a really good iron player and a really good long iron player. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just a matter of time before this dude wins a, a major. So uh, Berger and then my long shot, plus 8,500. I already touched on him in the top tens. Keegan Bradley. I'm liking it. I like how you kind of, uh, you know, you have your guys this week. Um, and I have my guy this week. I'm going with Spieth at plus 1,600 mm -hmm. to win it all. 
Um, I might throw a little bit more on Hovland just because uh, 2,200, I, I really like that as a winner. Um, and then DraftKings, I will be posting that um, tomorrow morning. So, uh, Dude, I screwed up. I entered in like some – you know how when you, f- you fill out your DraftKings mm-hmm. – and it like suggests other contests. Yeah. I accidentally touched it. I entered in like some fucking $20 one last week, $25 one with my <laughs> dog shit lineup where like three people missed the cut. Oh just... man. Uh, um, yeah. So I'll be posting that tomorrow. Uh, can't wait for Thursday. Uh, you know, East coast, East coast location for the tournament. So we'll get some early morning, early golf. morning golf. Um, excited for that. Excited to unpack it next week. Uh, can't wait to see how it all unfolds, my man. Yeah, we got tournament golf for us. We got Pasa Tiempo the week after. The week after that, the boys are taking it to the Women's U.S. Open here in San Francisco. Uh, Olympic Club. Uh, uh, it's going to be a fun stretch of a few weeks here. I, that reminds me, I, I got to get that sweatshirt. I got to get the sweatshirt before we go. Uh, shout out to the ladies. Can't wait to go out there and watch you guys play in person. Um, we have... Uh, uh, not media passes, but media library uh, access for the U- for the Women's U.S. Open. So we'll have some pretty sweet content from that. I can't wait. Um, until then, man, uh, Sunday's going to be big. I can't wait to get out there and play with you. Hell yeah. Have some fun, and we'll let you guys know how it turns out. That does it for this episode of the Sandy Pars Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Join us next week as we unpack the PGA Championship, review our first official team tournament, review Silverado Resort's North Course, and much, much more. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at SandyParsGolf and visit our website, SandyPars.com, for our full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Thiessen, and until next time, hit him straight.